Welcome to Open House, the podcast all about having those difficult conversations. Ever had to hash out funeral plans with your terminally ill mum? Or ask if your dad is really your dad? We have, and we want to chat all about it. Join me, Clancy, and me, Mel, as we open up and get into some nitty gritty details. Like therapy, but cheaper. This is Open House. Hi. Oh, that was different. Yeah. We weren't doing... I thought we were going for a hello. hello. No. I decided to shake things up because I am not basic and I have depth Good. and nuance. Mm. Good to know. Hi, Clancy. How are you? Hi. I'm well, thanks. I'm so pumped. I'm even more pumped. You look are exhausted. You as pumped as me? <laughs> because we're recording this very late. Yeah, we were. Um... But we've just had a wonderful person on our podcast, um, Claude Knight, oh, absolute legend. She was amazing, yeah. So she pretty much walked out the door like half an hour ago and she was like, bye, thanks, lovely to meet you. And then we turned around and we're like, ah, she's so cool. Oh, that sounded like nodules. Uh-huh. Um, I also <laughs> have like commended her into just like becoming our friend. Yeah. So, well, I yeah, I want to make it well, happen. Well, Mel, it's hard to make new friends as an adult. I feel like you're this like... This is true. Yeah, because you meet people and then at what point are you like, um, would you like to maybe go for a coffee? And... Just now. That happened. I know, it happened. Like, you're really cool. I know, yeah, I'm super pumped. Anyway, Claude is brilliant. We had a really wonderful... Conversation about lots of things really, yeah, just nuanced and interesting and I'm really excited for you all to listen to it and um, to hopefully share it with people if you want to and yeah, if you find something in in that conversation that you want to um, yeah, bring up with other people or you know write to us if you if you want to extend that conversation further. Absolutely um, and if you want to find Claude um, she's on Instagram at Claude underscore 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 night. So that's C L A U D E underscore K N I G H T. Exactly. Um, so we're going to leave you with our conversation with Claude, which we really enjoyed. Um, but also, if you could rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform, platforms, yeah, whatever platform you get your podcast, that would be amazing because we've worked really hard on this and we really hope people are listening because otherwise. We're it's just talking to the ether into in the our abyss living room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, it helps other people find the podcast and hopefully, yeah, extend these conversations as far as we can and have everyone have as open a house as we have been having. Hey, here we go. <laughs> so I don't know if I told you, but how I found your page was through oh, the yeah. anti diet right. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying. Yeah. And I saw that you were doing life modeling and yeah. we've been talking about this and we yeah. were both like, oh my goodness, that would be so liberating and so fun. Yeah. But I'm terrified. How <laughs> did you yeah, work up the nerve to do that? Um, I actually, so basically when I first moved to Stoke Newington, um, I didn't really know anyone at all. Um, and I was looking on Facebook for like events I could go to on my mm. own and meet new people. Um, and there's a pub called The Prince in Stoke Newington where a guy called Dan does an amazing live drawing class every Tuesday evening, I think. Oh, and nice. so I went there on my own and just found it so like freeing and just kind of found this like new love for drawing. And then I was watching the model and I was like, I could do this or like, I want to do it. Yeah. Obviously, it's quite like an intimidating thing, but I thought, fuck it, like, I don't really care, I'm just gonna go for it. 
and I'll probably never see these people again anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so it's good. It was really fun. Are the people super like? Is I'm sure in that kind of environment, everyone's so like respectful and lovely. And... Yeah, big time. Um, I think there's a lot of kind of you have to just respect the person and treat them like they are a person. You're there to draw them naked and stuff, but like, yeah. you need to treat them like with some level of decency. So like no taking pictures or like sharing the stuff with people without permission because yeah. that happens a lot. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like at the, the real life one that I used to go to, he had to say at the start of the class, do not take pictures and share them to people because I will have to throw you out. <gasps> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's really That's bad. wow. Why would you ever dream of I doing mean, it yeah. as well? Like without it's just so rude. Consent, yeah, mean, exactly. That's not the one. That's good though that it's like a very specifically safe environment yeah. for something that is so vulnerable that yeah, you're doing. exactly. It's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> highly recommend it. I want to do it. I've had some friends being like, oh, I know this person that does it. Or I've, I've, a friend of mine recently said that, I think they, I don't know if they've done it. Or no, it might have been a friend again that has done it. Mm. And they were like, oh, you should definitely, um, you know, yeah, look sure. into doing it. So maybe I will. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, I think I'd find it really, yeah, terrifying, but also liberating. I'd be like, I'm... Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Why, thank you. Yeah, okay. I think so. Right, so today we have Claude Knight with us. Claude is a digital marketer by day and Bozzy... Oh my God, start again. <laughs> <laughs> for sake. It was going so well. It was well. going so well for like two seconds. <laughs> Hi everyone, today we have Claude Knight with us. Claude Knight is a digital marketer by day and body positivity icon by night. Um, she is also a wonderful poet, illustrator, and model. Please welcome to Open House, Claude! Hey! studio hey. audience. Of two of people. Two people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this, really. Yeah, I'm so excited for whatever is about to happen. Really looking forward to it. Um, so, did you, digital marketing, how do you get into that? Um, <laughs> I wish I could tell you specifically, yeah. but I kind of just graduated uni and like landed a job in digital marketing. Mm -hmm. What did you study? Um, I did English with creative writing. Oh, mm. where'd you do that? The University of Birmingham. Way did you love it? Yeah, it was great. The course was amazing and the people that I met on the course were amazing mm. too, so. Birmingham's great. Yeah, love Birmingham. Yeah. Hometown. Is hey. it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> I did, I did a leg of tour in Birmingham, but it was great. Yeah, a lovely time. <laughs> great. Felt I was going to say I've never been to Birmingham, but that's not true. I've been shopping in Birmingham. Oh, in the ball ring? Cool. Um, in the big building yeah. opposite the station? Yeah, that would be the ball <laughs> <laughs> um, No, because I was doing um, a show in Stratford-upon-Avon, and there are no shops there. Nope. Yeah. Just swans. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So then I had to return... Um, some DMs. I had to return some DMs and the only the nearest one was like in Birmingham mm. and I was gonna go one day, but that stupid rickety train that goes from Stratford to Birmingham. Oh, it was yeah. like like every second one was cancelled and oh. I was like, Oh my goodness, if I go today I will not make it back for work, <laughs> so I had to go another day. But yeah, so that's my experience in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Fascinating. Shut up. <laughs> um so yeah, so you did that and then you graduated and just got a job in digital marketing. So I assume that means like you're a social media expert? 
Uh, or is that... I don't know way around social media, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert as such. Um, <laughs> it's hard because I'm trying to learn more about it whilst also like trying to distance some of my life from social ah, media. Um, so it's a bit of a tricky one. Is that a recent like decision that you want to sort of take a step back from social media? And if so, yeah, why? I guess. It's kind of just... I'm a very anxious person mm. and I love to overthink things. Mm. So um, being on social media sometimes is the worst thing for me because it's just a complete like feed of things that I can compare, compare myself against and then be like, why am I not doing that? Or why don't I look like that? Or all these different things. So while I love it for meeting new people and making connections, there is like a darker side of it that I do want to kind of distance myself from. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard to find that balance. Like I thought that, I thought that it was because I've, I've never, not really been too much of a social media person and I thought it was all sort of generally jolly hockey sticks and roses but then I was also like cynical like social media is shit like it's really bad like we should just no shouldn't be doing it um but then I sort of got into it more but you're right like even without thinking about it it can definitely infiltrate your thoughts towards yourself or at least that comparison especially right now for what we're doing mm-hmm. if you see that people are actually working which is yeah which is it is few and far between because mm. our industry is dead pretty much um and also it's pretty much literally literally right now, right now. um so but when you do see it it's like that that old version of events where you're still like oh but that you know things are happening and mm. and it, why isn't that happening for me or for the people around me so yeah, yeah. it's tough tough, tough yeah tough. but i find it's funny i like follow a few people who talk about like cultivating your own little mini bubble world full of just like all sorts of interesting, lovely, open people. Mm-hmm. And like for me, when I saw your profile, that was what that was about for me. I was like, oh my goodness, here's this beautiful woman being her like full self. That sounds like I'm an American talk show host. Like, I sound like <laughs> Oprah. Here is this beautiful goddess of a woman being totally her full self. And I was like, I want to do that in my life. <laughs> I want to welcome this energy to my skin. Yeah, but genuinely <laughs> though. Sure. Genuinely. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it is good for that and especially like as I've come to social media in like more recent times. Yeah, I think especially like the various communities and like the queer community is a brilliant place to be a part of, like mm-hmm. on social media personally. Like I think it's um you know, even just with like jobs and like things to do creative things to do and creative yeah. um people to collaborate with, I think it's a that's something that uh, branches itself away from what the community is like in real life and especially mm-hmm. the creative side of it onto social media and yeah that's really prevalent which I love that's definitely part of social media which yeah. is good should, should we get cracking though Let's. right okay <laughs> I'm so excited so literally but like when I told you on whatsapp when I read your first two out to Mel Mel was like we're the same person. Why is this one? <laughs> Why is this um, So we, should we break your first one? So you talked about having an awareness that you're more queer than you had previously thought. Yeah. When when did you first identify as queer? What was that process like for you? Um, gosh, it's hard to like pinpoint an exact age, but I've, I basically posted about it yesterday when it was Bi Visibility Day, <laughs> and I think like if I can pinpoint it, it would be the first time I watched the music video for Tattoo or the thing she said. <laughs> I remember watching it and being like, "Oh my god, what is happening to me?" Um, so maybe then, so whenever that came out and was on like the box or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, just kind of from a really young age, I think like a lot of my friends, like we would experiment with each other at like sleepovers and all that kind of cliche stuff. Mm. Um, 
And then my family, luckily, have always been really accepting and just been like, as long as you're happy, we don't care mm. what your sexual orientation is. So, yeah, I guess probably from my early teens, really, um, from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and then, so then at what point did that, did you then go, oh, hang on, I think this is a bigger part of my life than I had previously meditated on? Mm-hmm. Um, probably this year. Because I've always been out as bi. Um, it's just been like a known fact in any of my relationships. And if I meet someone and I'm dating, I'll, say, I'll tell them as well. Mm. But um, my ex-boyfriend, we were in uh, just a, I guess, a heteronormative relationship. Um, and I wasn't really living my life to like its full potential. Mm. And I think I was in denial of that for a long time. I just thought it's fine. Like I'm settled here. I'm really happy. Mm. But I think that was the issue is that I was settling and I was just kind of comfortable and Mm. accepting that I had a boyfriend now and that I wasn't going to get with anyone else in the rest of my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which when I sat down and thought about that, I was like, actually, that's really sad and quite bleak. Um, And actually, I think I need to explore myself a lot more and what I'm into. So Yeah. yeah, really recently, actually. Yeah. How, what was that back and forth like in your head? Uh, it was hard because I was kind of like, is this just me um, just fancying women and actually like I'm not really bi or mm. all that kind of stuff. I think like that internalised biphobia of like you're just doing it because you think other people think it's attractive or you mm. know like guys think it's hot that you're bi. Mm. Um, and because I was in a straight relationship, I was like, okay, well, obviously yeah. I'm not that queer if I'm with a guy and he's also straight Mm, so um it was quite like exhausting Mm. um and it went on for quite a while um but it was actually when I just sat down with myself and was super honest I was like yeah this feels right and I should just follow this path Mm. do you think there was a lot of outside I mean I'm going to imagine that there probably was but do you think there was a lot of outside input in terms of that generalized bi erasure generalized biphobia in terms of like what you're saying like I'm in what would be a straight passing or heteronormative Mm. relationship and then therefore what this constitutes is that and and nothing else or that's Mm. the sort of binary version of events and there's nothing really else aside from that like do you reckon that was a lot of yeah outside stuff on you that made you think that way yeah I think so I mean I had a couple of experiences um annoyingly in like a really inclusive venue so um I'm really close to Dalston and you've got Dalston Superstore there (laughs) and I remember being there one night um and I was kind of like making eyes at this woman and I was like is she gonna come over to me and she did in the end and she was like she was like are you gay just like straight out asked me didn't even say hi or like how are you she's like are you gay um and I was like I'm bi and she was like oh okay well you won't be interested in me then and just walked off and I didn't see her again but I was kind of just left like a really bad like nasty taste in my mouth so I was like why does that mean I'm not going to be into you I literally just told you I'm bisexual so is it because there's a side of me that's into men that Mm. you just don't like Mm. and it was just yeah I kind of felt a bit out of place and as if I was just floating around like do I even pass as someone who is yeah that's so interesting and also I think it's but I think there's a lot of um assumption with bisexuality as well that that constitutes you're either you're like 50% straight 50% gay Mm -hmm. or that your attraction is to two binary genders i.e to male and to female Mm. or to man and to woman Mm -hmm. that's also not always the case so by you just literally saying I'm bi or I'm bisexual that could 
like constitute so yeah, many different so things to what things. is individual to you, which I find it very interesting. How did your boyfriend take that conversation? Um, so he's a lovely guy, bless him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, closer, he's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're listening, Billy, you're so nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, he kind of sat with me. Um, it was a very quick breakup, all of about 10 minutes. No, oh, wow. yeah, super quick. Um, and I explained how I felt. And he, bless him, he was just like, this sounds like it's a much bigger thing for you than it is for me. In the sense that he was kind of, you know, like, are you okay because of this realisation? And like, do you need any kind of support going forward? Oh my gosh. Let's We're really good friends now, actually. He lives five minutes around the corner from me. So, oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he was a cutie. Um, but he took it really well and was just like, you know, I'm not going to hold you back and you do what you need to do. What so. a lovely person. Yeah, very lucky. And a nice breakup too. We, yeah. um, in our interview that we did just earlier today, um, some, uh, the person we were interviewing um, said that <laughs> someone he broke up with uh, jumped out of the car. <gasps> And we were like, ah! Oh. Oh, I'm afraid that never happens. <laughs> yeah, that's to me. intense. Yeah, really intense. Really so intense, intense, completely. Oh, wow. How have you found it then post post breakup with the lovely Billy? Hi, Billy. <laughs> Hi, Billy. <laughs> um, like, how have you found that? Ex- Clancy, I've had three sips of gin. I'm always <laughs> knocking it over. Um, like just getting, having the the freedom to explore. Have you found that? Yeah. Experience? Um. So it's been great. Um. I definitely feel like I'm coming into my own identity and like a very true form of my identity, whatever that ends up being. Yeah. Um. Obviously, because of lockdown, it's oh, been <laughs> yeah, boo, a little bit um kind of restricted in the sense that. I haven't been able to go out to like all the queer spaces that I would have liked to explore yeah. and just mingle with people and meet people in an organic kind of offline way. Oh, um, <laughs> craving it. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting one. I have met a few people who I don't think I would have maybe resonated with before because I was still in denial a little bit. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I've met people who have been like, I can relate to your story so much and it, that in itself has been amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're included. I'm relating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> funny, funny, funny. Have yeah. you seen any, any good uh, shows with kind of queer couples on it? Oh, recently? you know what? Um, I feel like this is part of lockdown, but I feel like my memory is shocking right now. <laughs> so I literally like, what did I do last week? Oh, um, I can't remember what we did this morning. Honestly. Mm-mm. I'm trying to think, actually. I don't think I have. I think a lot of the stuff I've been watching recently has been quite straight. Which... <laughs> You've just been re-watching yeah. Friends like, yeah. over and over yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been watching The Fall, to be honest, which has just taken up so much of my life. Oh, what is that? What is this? Oh, it's got Gillian Anderson and, yeah. oh. and Jamie Dornan. And basically, Jamie Dornan's like a serial killer. <gasps> Oh wait, no. Is this the the Irish one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, actually, that's a very good point. Not much with queer couples in. I have many recommendations. Oh, we, excellent. We watch Feel Good. Okay. Over lockdown. Mm. Um, Shout out to May Martin, who's M- also a brilliant comedian. May. Yeah. So May Martin. Do you know May Martin? She's an amazing comedian. Anyway, yeah. she's basically written a sitcom, which is like a, a queer love story. Mm. It's like um, a narrativized version of her show from Edinburgh um, that basically Channel 4 like approached and was like can you write this into a thing mm. I think it's great oh, cool. it's just so great. good nice. and it's also like she's 
the relationship that they show is the, the woman she's with isn't that's her first gay relationship mm. so it's interesting watching like her navigate that and then cool. yeah it's just really good it's really good okay really cool good. feel good yeah feel yeah good. I also watched a series on um, Facebook Watch, which did not know that was a thing. Neither did I until I found this, and it's called Strangers. Um, And basically, there's two seasons, and it's about um, the protagonist. Um, I love is, how you've is, got it up because you I can't have, remember. It, no, 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 I just couldn't remember what it was called. I couldn't remember what it was called. She I loved was, it so much. No, I, I thought, because I, I, you, you said friends and then I got confused and then, I, no, it's called Strangers. Um, and yeah, basically the protagonist um, is, is in, a, in a similar place, like discovering their queer identity. Mm. And um, so it's a story for everyone a queer story is not just a queer story it's a story for everyone as is as is a oh, alright you need a banner for that that's amazing I yeah. love that that's really deep yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> very nice let's see more queer representation on TV um, cool. but check it out it's really good oh nice. um, well now that we've done that review of TV shows <laughs> yeah. you're welcome we should be sponsored by like oh, all of these don't worry we're gonna, we're, we're gonna write down all of this and like tag the fuck out mm, yeah. of them yeah um yeah, but uh, I think that brings us on to your second difficult conversation, mm. which was super interesting. Do you want to introduce that one? Yeah, so if I'm thinking of the right one, it's mm. the one with my mom, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so uh, interesting conversation with my mom because I'm mixed race, so I'm of British and then Jamaican heritage. Uh, and I went home for the first time during lockdown, maybe like a month or so ago. Mm. So a lot of things have been happening. Saw my mom, and we ended up having a big old conversation about um, the BLM movement and how upsetting it had been, and the learning that everyone had been going through as well. And um, yeah, had a very interesting conversation with my mom where she basically felt like I was ashamed of the white side of me, and that because I identified predominantly as black, that I was trying to just basically make out that I wasn't mixed race. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big one and luckily it didn't end up in a shouting match because usually that's my mum's style with me yeah. and vice versa we really know how to rile each other but yeah it it was intense very intense that is intense <laughs> um how did you when she said that to you like how did you like what was your response to mm. her saying that you were ashamed of mm-hmm. um I was definitely upset. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't want to think that I'd made her feel that way because that's not how I feel at mm-hmm. all. Um, and then I was a little bit angry as well because um, I love my mum to bits, but um, she has a very good way of like turning things back on her and being like, I'm the victim and <laughs> feel sorry for me and you're doing this to like hurt me. And I'm like, okay, definitely not talking about you, but cool. She would probably hold her hands up and say that she was being a bit just more like insensitive. I think that's her knee-jerk reaction is to yeah. kind of be like, oh, are you blaming me for this? Mm-hmm. Because it stemmed from me discussing the fact that where I'm from back at home is like about an hour outside of Birmingham. So mm-hmm. it's like semi-rural, it's predominantly middle-class like white folk that live there. Um, so growing up, I didn't have any kind of um, black influence in my life. Mm-hmm. Like my dad's side of the family weren't like a massive part of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really learn much from them. Um, same in my school, like I was maybe like one out of two brown people in the whole school, mm-hmm. in secondary wow. school. And I was talking to my mom about this and that was her kind of like reaction was like, well, 
we just wanted the best for you and your sister. This is why we stayed here. <laughs> we could have moved 10 minutes up the road and you'd have had a different life. You, I'm sorry, we didn't give you that. Mm. And I was like, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, no. <laughs> why is this my life? Um, yeah, that. And yeah, I think that is difficult. And it's just another another thing to navigate um, when you are bringing... Um, Obviously, this is a very specific mixed race experience when you are a white parent bringing a mixed race black child into the world. Because, yeah, you can give that child, like, all of the things in the world. You know, you can send them to private school and or, like, a school that would, like you say, have not many um, people that they can relate to or see mm-hmm. themselves in or be in an area that is predominantly white. But that is inevitably going to have an effect on that person mm-hmm. because you're not there with other people that look like you or will I don't know that you see yourself in and um it's difficult it's difficult because I don't know if the education is is there on on how how to do it how does one go about (laughs) yeah where is the manual (laughs) like I'd love to know I don't know yeah Yeah. um it's hard yeah it's really it's really tough Mm. how did you had that conversation resolve with your mum um (laughs) funnily enough we were meant to be going out to do some shopping so <laughs> she kind of I sat there at the table I mean I, I cry at the drop of a hat anyway so when I'm kind of angry yeah. or frustrated I just start crying so I was just silently crying trying to diffuse it myself by not retaliating uh, she went and got changed um, I went and got changed too and then we both just kind of sat down and I actually went to her and I was like look I'm not trying to make you feel guilty or you know I'm saying my life has been, it's been challenging, but I wouldn't have changed anything because mm. otherwise I wouldn't be where I am now and neither would my sister as well. Um, and then we just kind of had like a joint cry and she kind of was like, I understand where you're coming from and I'm sorry for reacting the way I did. Yeah. We're getting better at that instead um. of just screaming at each other for two days on end. Uh. <laughs> on the subject of like obviously having a parent from one culture and a parent from the other, how do you feel you navigate both of the, those cultures? Um, it's really interesting and it's not really something I've actually thought about much before like the last kind of six months or so. Yeah. Um, because uh, fully enough, we were all meant to be going to Jamaica this year. Oh, oh um, that would have been amazing. Yeah, it would have been really fun. So it would be with my dad and his new um, fiance who is questionable to say the least, but she's nice enough, I guess. <laughs> um, she was coming along. Um, Sweet. And we were all going to go and I felt like it was finally going to be some kind of like insight into that side of me and like my identity. And I mean, like we own land out there and stuff. So it would have been super cool to go out and see all that. And kind of just like really affirming, I guess. Um, So I still don't really know how I navigate that side of my um, heritage, really. I'm just trying to come into it and believe in myself that like I'm not an imposter because I think that's um the issue that I have is that I feel like an imposter because I guess you could say I've lived a very kind of like sheltered and like whitewashed life up until maybe I moved to London mm. I wasn't really mm. exposed to people from so many different cultures and different backgrounds until I moved here mm. um so I'm still really figuring it out I guess just with respect is the main thing I don't want to come in and be like I know everything about Jamaican food and like dancing and music and all this kind of stuff because I don't. Mm. I'm still learning. Um, similarly with the white side of me, like I don't feel like I have to really learn much because it's all I've known. Mm. So it's there. It's just on the back burner for now, but it's yeah. still there. Yeah. yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel, I, well, I mean, I've said this a billion times. We've had very similar life. Yeah. Um, so um, 
yeah, I think I think that's really interesting. And I, I read something actually recently and basically the statement that I took from it was that there's like no one way to be black. Yeah. Um, I think they also say it in the TV series Black Lightning. Um, anyway, but yeah, I kind of took that away because I think I'd, I'd felt an awful lot of imposter syndrome as well. Mm-hmm. And also because I like to know all of the things yeah. and <laughs> I like to feel like I'm fully an expert on something <laughs> until I open my mouth and talk about it or feel like I'm fully in the thing or can represent the thing mm-hmm. or, what, or whatever it is before I buy the thing. I want to know all about that mug that I'm buying I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, what it's made of what it's painted with mm-hmm. um but yeah I've I've felt a ceramic lot of, and blue paint <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um but yeah I definitely think it's 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 difficult especially when you're being thrown stuff from both sides mm-hmm. when you're neither white enough nor black enough and you're yeah. um yeah, it is easy to think that you are in, an imposter in, in in both of those places, and especially when, in light of everything that's happened recently, yeah, I, I'd never want to go into into a space and feel like I'm not respecting um, the the place that I am mm. that I'm in, and especially like I say, as someone that has a lot of privilege anyway, even being a light skinned black person yeah. like that, that I've had to be very. Um, mindful of Mm -hmm. coming into sort of more of more of a more of an understanding of my blackness i think Mm -hmm. um yeah it's a it's a tricky one to navigate but we're getting there yeah making moves did you hear about the whole like um fenty 300 twitter thing as well no no so uh this was on a podcast um that i can't remember i think it's called maybe mixed up Potentially, it's mm. run by Two Minutes Grace. Mm. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was listening to it on the way back from see my mom. Fully enough, because mm. it kind of sparked this. I need to find someone that I can relate to in this like big wide world. Um, and yeah, Fenty three hundred. I think it's Fenty three hundred Twitter, similar to Fiat five hundred Twitter, where they kind of group all these people <laughs> in by their like characteristics. But um, yeah, they said that if you were wearing Fenty three hundred, the shade or anything lighter that you weren't allowed to comment on any black issues or anything to do with BLM because you were too, like, light skin. And I was, like, frantically Googling, like, what shade am I? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my I don't goodness. know what shade I am. Is it, like, a, found- is it so a foundation or something? A foundation, yeah, yeah, foundation. So if you wore, like, the shade 300 or lighter, you were basically too light skin to comment. I, maybe I would in winter, but definitely not in summer when my yeah. skin literally changes by like Oh, but you shouldn't have to worry shades. that you don't exactly. need a shade. No, for yeah. sure. Exactly. They say a similar thing. Oh my God, I feel like I'm all I'm doing is TV referencing at the moment, but I, but I mean, maybe that is just my recent viewing that I'm trying to view as much as I possibly can to, you know, just, yeah all the things that I can relate to. Um, on the TV show Trinkets, um, there's a there's I'm gonna write all this two down. characters. Um, and uh, it's in the new season, I think. And one of the people at the school um, puts their arm next to um, uh, the character... Oh, fuck. I can't remember their name. Anyway, puts um, their arm next to one of the... Um, protagonist and it does like the paper bag test and this character like passes because they have like light skin and it's just really interesting but we see this character yeah apparently it's something to do with like the lightness of if your if your skin is like like 
lighter than the color of a paper bag then because I think oh apparently God. paper bags are all the same color who knows I don't know um but yeah and I was like what like and then we see this character sort of come into their um into their own and sort of take hold of their blackness and um, there's a scene in like a braid shop um which is really cool yeah. um but yeah I heard that and I was like oh my gosh there are so many so wow. many yeah. caveats of yeah. of blackness which okay. I find wild that people can then assume that we are this one monolith of yeah, exactly. people <laughs> which is not true no. um but yeah I mean <clears throat> colorism is a is a is a whole issue on, on to itself which mm-hmm. is difficult to just a difficult thing to navigate I think mm. but um yeah I hope I do it with like respect and grace I would like to think or at least I try to yeah. um yeah I find that really um lovely that you both reference like respect of culture even though that is your own culture yeah. <laughs> like yeah and I think that's just something everyone has to live by more yeah yeah for sure I mean I guess it's just about checking your privilege in it like yeah. in it wherever maybe maybe um yeah wherever you wherever you sit on that mm-hmm. um yeah that old yeah. chestnut um and finally oh my gosh oh my gosh i can't believe we're here already my goodness wow time has flown um, it really has time flies when you're having a brilliant time um in our very open house in our oh no <laughs> um Yes, finally. Um, would you like to introduce the third topic of conversation that you want to talk about with us? Yeah. So, um, again, very recent development, mm-hmm. but um, I'm currently in an open situationship, shall we call it? Okay. I feel like that term needs to be like copyrighted by, is it Jada Pinkett Smith? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, Will Smith's wife, because that's what ah. she described her. Oh no, sorry, that was an entanglement. Wrong thing. Um, Anywho, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> an open situationship. Okay. With a guy. Okay. So, Explain. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> okay, explain. No, <laughs> I was like, I can say this short and concise. Now I haven't. Now you've ruined it all for me. Okay, go in your own words. Um, so, uh, again, sorry, Billy, if you're listening to this, but it was like a week after I broke up with Billy. Okay. And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to get back on the apps and see who's out there. Mm. So, I downloaded Field, which. Oh is basically an app that was designed for couples to find like a third person originally Mm. but since then it's just like blown open and everyone can use it like it's amazing a really really cool app and i met this guy on there i don't know if i should talk about him as much but anyway i I met this guy (laughs) i met this lovely guy on there um and we like really hit it off and yeah we've been seeing each other for like three and a half months i guess um and I kind of knew that it was going to be open because his ex, they had an open relationship for about a year and a half as well. Mm. Um, and I also knew that I wasn't ready to go back into a monogamous relationship mm. having just come out of one. Mm. Um, so yeah, but it's basically just brought up a lot of things where I've had to sit with myself and be like, why do I feel jealous about the idea of him sleeping with other girls? Mm. Um, do I want this? Um, or am I just doing it because I think it's making him happy mm. kind of situation um, and we've had some very interesting conversations uh, about his own insecurities as well mm. as mine which has been very eye-opening but yeah it's very early days but I've, I'm 
enjoyed it so far. Mm. So that's really that's interesting. So in terms of your open relationship, is it a case that you're with this person, and is it out, is it outside of that that you're um, engaging in like other sexual relationships with mm-hmm. people? Um, just because I want to make the difference and distinction between polyamory and open relationships because yeah. I know that can get confused um with my like my personal like take on it or my yeah. understanding of it so I just wanted to open that up for you to if you want to explain yeah that. of course yeah so that was actually like one of the first things we spoke about um because I was worried that basically it meant that he was gonna go off and have multiple girlfriends right yes yeah. Um, and then I was like, what does this mean for me? Because mm-hmm. like, I just don't have the energy all the time to be in like a committed relationship to more than one person, yeah. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think it can be open, but having like multiple romantic partners might be tricky. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, we can go on dates with other people. We can sleep with other people as long as we're being safe, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just kind of having that openness to explore things together as well. So in like normal times, I guess we'd be going to like sex parties and different events where we would meet other couples probably um but yeah as it stands like we're romantically involved like we're dating each other mm-hmm. um we have feelings for each other in a romantic sense but anyone else that we see it's purely on like a casual just sex basis mm-hmm. basically interesting oh, and how are you, how do you never get jealousy oh god um, <laughs> um i don't know if i'm like at a point where i can say with confidence that i'm doing it well but yeah um i guess the most recent instance would be he was going on a second date with a girl so he likes to go on a date first off and see whether they get, he actually likes that person before sleeping with them straight away which is fair yeah. uh, like respect that um and he said i'm going on this second date with this girl um uh, is okay and I was like yeah that's totally fine but as soon as he said it he messaged me and I just felt like this kind of wave of like jealousy and like my face was really hot and I was like oh my god I just going on a second day what does this mean mm. funnily enough what I did was I watched some YouTube videos of people in open relationships talking about how oh. they navigate jealous- jealousy mm. um, I did some yoga I submitted mm. a pitch to Galdem. Yes! <laughs> yes! Amazing! And then what else did I do? I did a self-tape. So I had a really productive evening. Whether that was just me trying to distract myself because I knew he was going to be out, yeah. I don't know. But it, I felt great and I didn't feel jealous the next day. And we've spoken about the date since and I don't feel jealousy. So I think it's just having that reassurance that I matter and that I'm not going to be... And kind of ditched for someone better if they come along. I'm interested in that. Is that a rule that he has, like that two date thing? Is there, do you, has he any, like, do you guys see people beyond you've met them, then you have sex with them, and then is that kind of, and then you draw a line? Because mm. I, I would worry yeah. that then all of a sudden you've got multiple romantic connections. Yeah. And is that a rule? Is that a rule that you came to together? Or, yeah, what's um, the crack on that? So I'm not really sure in terms of what like our rules are about that I think it was more like their or like his approach to dating so like I am very much all for like going on a first date and sleeping with someone I think if you have that energy and you have that connection then I'm like Go Me for too. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas, CBA. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just 
like, otherwise, otherwise I'm, I'm just like wanking endlessly yeah. in between. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also just baiting out until you see, when you know that you're going to see them again in like yeah. four days. Oh God, like, so just true. getting the formalities yeah. out of the way. That's yeah. it, it's the formalities. It is, it? Yeah, because you're expecting like, it. And I think especially as like, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah, so like, that's his approach. And I think he's always been like that anyway. I don't think he has the kind of like game quote-unquote, to, like, <laughs> chat to a girl on one night and then take her home. That's what he said anyway. I think he could, but I... Anyway. Um, so, whereas, like, for me, I'm very much like, I will go on a date and then sleep with the person. And, I don't know, maybe we could see each other again, but I don't feel like I have to do multiple dating to kind of vet them, you know? No. Like, if the connection's there, I'm, like, all for it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it has crossed my mind in the sense that okay, like, he's gone on the second date with this girl now. Is there going to be a third date? Mm. Does he actually like her? Like, does he like her in a romantic way? Yeah. Mm. But um, I think until we get to that point, there's no point in me just fabricating these situations that are ultimately just hurting myself. Yeah, there is a lot of just navigating your your jealousy. And I think you have to kind of realise, like, where it's coming from. Because it, I mean, nine times out of ten, it's insecurity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, I said to him openly because um, he's a DJ and he's like he mixes with really cool people and just does cool things and I was like got a cool, sitting there like got a DJ shoulder yeah. <laughs> it's like effortless like coolness about him whereas I'm just like oh my god like I'm pranging out all the time my god um, you're so cool oh. <laughs> thanks I'm vetting um, coolness over here it's I mean all it's all it's all a front honestly I mean, I'm a massive dweeb but um, yeah I said to him openly I was like look I'm just worried that you're gonna go meet someone another girl who was really cool yeah and you're gonna fall in love with her and he was like you're really cool what, what are you worried about and I was like oh god I just don't see it like me sitting there in my pusheen pajamas with like I'm a Malty like yeah I'm cool um but yeah bless him but also I'm gonna say all these things again because you need to reaffirm that I am cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. say it again oh. what was that no other lady is as cool as I am <laughs> Than I yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, welcome everyone. Um, yeah, no. I think that's the thing that you don't know until you do try it, and this is that's what I'm doing right now. It's like I'm not saying no, and I'm not saying yes, it's perfect. Like it's definitely gonna be a learning curve, mm. and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Then I've given it a go. Communication's <clears throat> key. Definitely like radical honesty mm. as well. Just saying something, even though it is terrifying. Yeah. Because in the long term, like it's going to be better for you rather than just stewing on it for I don't know months. Yeah, It'd be better to just kind of like rip the plaster off, so yeah. to speak, and get it done. Get it done. <laughs> get shit done. Take some deep breaths and get it done. Not oh. like our government. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I feel thank like you. that is the motto of the evening. And um, Claude, thank you so much for doing this. Thank, thank you, you so much. It's been great. This has been Open House with Mel Lowe and Clancy Ryan. Music by Glenn Clark.